Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 316, episode 5 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it is Friday, December 8th, 2023. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Hell shout out the yeah. shout out the puzzlers National National Crossword Solvers Day. That's such a hey. very wordy one. Uh, National Brownie Day, National Salesperson Day. Shout out to everybody in sales trying to get theirs. And also, this one's so weird. Pretend to be a time traveler day. No, mm. no, no, <laughs> no. Thank you. But look, just... I get high enough, and hours go by, and I'm like, oh, 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 oh. so. I, I mean, think... I guess if, if you're using it as a, as a way to like appreciate the modern world be like look at these advances right <laughs> just and just be the most annoying person all day yeah oh what is that spooky what magic yeah no. even then i think i'm off it I'm that's like when yeah that's like in that episode of the office when the ben franklin impersonator came in and was like trying to act like he was in the fucking 1700s and shit it's just like fully method yeah just keep going keep going by the way, I found a good The Office fan theory that they're all suffering from radon poisoning as the <laughs> show proceeds uh, on Reddit. Because we're going to discuss a fan theory a little bit later on. And I was like going through being like, what are some other blank was dead all along fan right. theories? And like the top one of the top Reddit, subreddit fan theories is that they're all suffering from radon poisoning at that factory. Because, like, in an early season, I guess Toby's really worried about radon poisoning, and everyone's like, shut up, Toby. But then, like, the characters kind of get dumber as they <laughs> as the show goes. The, the flanderization of the characters becoming more over the top, and they're like, that's because radon poisoning. Oh, shit. For a second, I thought you were talking about Radon Chong, the actress. 
then, <laughs> then I realized what you're saying. Yep, 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 that part. You thought I was saying that they were suffering from radon chong poisoning? <laughs> like, I don't know. Someone had to do a radon ch- I, I don't know why, though. I'm like, oh, radon chong. Yeah, shout out radon chong. The vibes. <laughs> Maybe I got radon poisoning. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, my name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Let's see. Massive <laughs> balls, massive balls, testicles for days. Mm. Scrote so big that you would think it's a giant's massive dong. Hey, that is courtesy of Warren the Werebear saying happy December. Everyone, Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Jack and the Giant Ballsack. Yeah. Uh, to uh, Jack and the Giant Beanstalk. I was... <laughs> Yeah, an an ode to my medical condition. An ode to uh, what the kids would always call me. (laughs) But, yeah. (laughs) I will not get tired of talking about the guy who thought the dinosaur bone was Wait to hear this one. Testicles. It was giant, giant, giant's testicles. Anyways, I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Miles Gray, a.k.a. That's no thigh, you lie, you know this, Balskin! Again, I got to go back to the fucking femur bone that the guy found. We can't get off of this. The guy thought it was fucking a a big ball sack and it was a dinosaur bone. Jesus. And I I just came up with that AKA too. Hell yeah. Yeah, that was for me. And that was for y'all. We keep moving. It, because it also suggests, like we've said, that his ball sack is connected to his penis in like a very weird way. You yeah. Know? That it's or like, like mechanically part of his skeletal structure. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. It's hard to know. It's hard to know. Like, I, I wrote a sketch early for stuff that must have happened uncracked. That was like the guy, the guy who drew the penis, the big golden penis in the background of the Little Mermaid poster. Right. And he has, there's a quote, like I researched him. I was like, why did he do that? And he was like, I did not, I do not think that looks like a penis. Uh, Sir. And I was like, so you must have a very unique Unique looking penis. penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You must have a strange looking penis. And similar with the ball sack guy. It's like, your balls must be like, have a weird relationship to the skeletal structure of your body. If that, if you thought that was a giant's scrotum. Yeah. Anyways, again, more questions than answers, I think, is what we've been saying. Miles, mm-hmm. we are thrilled to be mm-hmm. joined in our third seat by one of the very faces on Mount Zeitmore, yeah. a hilarious and brilliant producer and TV writer. You know him from the Yo Is This Racist podcast. Yeah. It's Andrew T. Andrew! <laughs> what up? Uh, I'm just going to say, a.k.a. The procrastinator, because yeah. I completely did. Ha- I had nothing prepared for everything we're about to talk about. And I am currently, I was just, I was just about to, I, I've been, let's see, we'll say I've been not working on this thing that I really should try <laughs> to get done yeah. for about like 15 consecutive like work hours now. Right. Yeah. It's like two, two and a half days ish yeah. into, into day three. I just don't want to do it. Yeah, I got, I, I got this note on a script that I just I'm like, I can't make it work. So it your work. pain is our gain because yeah, yeah your, <laughs> your procrastination uh, when we hit you up and said somebody had to back out last second, we got Andrew T. Like, baby I'm immediately. Yeah. I'm ready to go. <laughs> frantically, <laughs> but this. frantically reading the document right now. It's like great. This is. 
it's not rewriting this script. And so it's great. You know, honestly, I was about to like, either I was going to work out and re-clean the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Re-clean. Damn. Yeah. Dude, people, it's time for a deep clean. I seasoned, I seasoned a carbon steel wock that doesn't oh, need shit. seasoning. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. like, no, you really shouldn't. You're like, yeah, I just did. I, I, I just should. did it. Who yeah. cares? Yeah, yeah, Who yeah. Cares? Are you, uh, dude, I see like all the pure, those carbon steel pans I see popping up so much now, not just like in wok form. Like, I feel like everybody's on carbon steel now. Yeah, I, I, this is the first carbon steel thing I've ever owned. Right. It's better than I, I get, and I got a cheapo one. I didn't, it's like very thin. I, I had to throw out, I didn't have to, I suppose, but I realized I, the walk I'd been using was one that I got in New York Chinatown when I was in just out of college. Yeah. And it probably in price averaged out to about 70 cents a year. I've owned it. <laughs> and that thing was sort of more rust than walk at, at yeah, the, by the time I threw it out. I got tetanus so, every time I ate something. <laughs> yeah, that, that shit had to go. So I just got like a like a cheapo, like carbon, carbon cell. Oh, not cheapo, a medium cheapo yeah. carbon cell. And it's pretty good. Yeah. What is this red some... rub on this uh, thing that you've cooked for? Oh, what is that? Uh, That's... Very... Yeah, this is a little dry paprika. Is that? Yeah, paprika. What is that? It's really mm. crunchy too, kind of minerally. <laughs> I, yeah, that I was not taking such good care of the old walk. Poor R.I.P. to that was. I yeah. mean, thank you for your service, the old walk. Yeah, yeah. that's a that's great like, way to think yeah. about like the cents per year. Is a, yeah, is a great way. Right. that thing yeah. lasted a long fucking time, and it was very cheap. And I brought it from New York, which is in retrospect very stupid. <laughs> like it was made to be thrown away, right? Right? right. I just did it. You brought it. it with you, like on the plane and shit. Just, yeah, like holding it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Only carry on. Yeah, I have been doing uh, my morning eggs Japanese ish style with little uh, cornstarch water. Oh, shit. in in yeah, the eggs slurry. to do yeah. it um, like the uh, like how you do like an ama rice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It's great. It's, okay. That's my just free free holiday. Have tip. you seen Have you seen the tornado egg? Yeah, have it's you tried kind that? of that. It's kind of that vibe too. Yeah, I'm not like fully doing all the thing with the with, with the chopsticks the, and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's it's that vibe. Yeah, it looks cool. I mean, it looks better than it is. Like I, that's what I give the tornado. Egg. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Y'all all those that. all those eggs are like it's like yeah. It's just but it's it's a lot easier because that way uh, with the cornstarch slurry you don't have to like watch it as closely. It doesn't right, like right, overcook right. nearly as quickly. So that's no. mainly why I do it. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I put. I put water in my eggs. That's I. I don't do cornstarch water though. Try a little. Try a little stuff. I I don't. The answer to your question is I don't know. What does it do? Not not sure. (laughs) I mean, the water makes it very tender. Not that my eggs were like chewy before, but you know, it makes it like very soft, and it's very difficult to overcook them. You know, yes. It yeah. Like stays nice and soft. They stay a little bit more tender, more tender. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That's what it does. That's it just buys try, you a little bit. Try more a little time. bit of corn or potato starch. Just, just that, like I, I do like the amount that the the vessel that I used to get it out of the container is a fork. So however much can basically fit on the tines of a fork mm. plus like a little bit water of water plus eggs. You know, whatever. <laughs> I yeah. kind of eyeball it, but just a little bit of cornstarch. That's, Eggs that's are hard. for for someone who has kind of congenitally high cholesterol. 
eggs. Mm. Like I always knew eggs were a thing that people were like, they have a lot of cholesterol. Like one egg has like 70% of your daily allotment of cholesterol. I think I was reading somewhere. So many eggs. <laughs> this is my, my brain clearly, my, my underrated is also a breakfast thing. I just, I just forgot that I typed that 20 seconds ago. <laughs> nice. Well, we gotta yeah. find out. We gotta find Get ready. Out. This is a We're breakfast. This is a real breakfast. Breakfast theme. Yeah. This I is this that. this podcast. What I'm bringing to the table this episode is basically like, like usual suspect style. Just I'm only gonna be talking about the things that I just did or can see right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just pulling things right. off the wall. All, yeah. all I got. That's my level of prep. It's like if I can, if it's in my field of vision or it's in my like short term memory. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> Yeah, one egg, 62% daily value of cholesterol. That's too much. I'm fucked. Damn, son. Damn, son. How are you going to unclog that? Any omelet means you should should eat like no more animal matter, basically, if you have an omelet in the morning. Right, right, right. That's it. Vegan, but omelet for cholesterol. You're on a juice (laughs) cleanse for the rest of the day. Right, right. Damn. All right, think about it, folks. All right. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Andrew, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. Uh, Everyone's quitting Congress. Uh, We're going to talk about that. Grok, Grok, uh, also in the good news category. Grok, the anti-woke chatbot is finally here. Wait, is it Grok? Grok, probably, right? Either one. It's like, yeah, it's so, it's just like when you look at that, those four letters, you're like, man, fuck this thing. (laughs) G-R-O-K, whatever you are. Yeah, I feel like if it was Grok, it would be G-R-O-C-K, but... Can I can I just say, you, you, neither of you guys have spent time in the computer programming trenches. It's definitely Grok, and Grok is computer, per, like, white guy, like your white IT guy with a beard who, like, you don't want to talk to. Yeah. Uh, slang for understand. Oh, oh shit. Oh, shit, I grok that. dude. Yeah, uh, yeah. Grok they, is it like a verb? Like, I grok that? Or are they just like, Cor- grok? Yeah, exactly. Like, you, do, you, do you grok what I'm saying? Oh, I God. Grok. Get the fuck out of here. I believe I would. Uh, Here's a quote. Maybe you get your ass kicked saying something like that in most Oh, places. hell yeah. <laughs> Overwatch 2 is a complicated game that will take a long time for new players to fully grok. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. <sighs> yeah, it's... Yeah, we don't need to. Anyway, it, I promise you it's Grok, and it's yeah, the worst thing. Yeah, thank you. And it's, it's, no, it's no. the worst. Well, I Grok. Cool. So we've got that. And we'll we'll look at the dead Kevin theory of Home Alone, because it's kind of interesting. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. I love it's good. good fan it's theory. All of that, plenty more. But first, Andrew, we do like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? I I had to uh, look this up because I realized I was talking so much shit immediately after watching the movie Saltburn with my friend. And then I very clearly became, it very quickly became clear I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about because I didn't, I basically, what I what I had to search was, is Saltburn a book? And <laughs> the answer is it is absolutely not a book. Saltburn is the, what's her name? Emerald Fresnel directed this new movie yeah. that's out. I think it's in theaters. Promising Young Woman director. Also yeah. played Camilla Bowles in The Crown. Oh, I did not know that. I didn't yeah. know The Crown. I don't know anything about. I, I have a real limit to, like, all the, like, British white 
people kind of like become the same person to me. Yeah. So, wow, wow, wow. Really? Sorry, bro. <laughs> as soon as, as all soon of as we them, sh- all the royals we, that have the same genetics, we, we all look we, the same to you, is it? We shrugged off the yoke of colonialism and <laughs> they all went back to the faceless white masses they always should have been. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because it's just, it's in that style of like the fucking, like, you know, schoolboy at, at private college public college right. whatever right. they fucking call You're it like there. this shit was written by ian Fle- or not ian fleming what's that guy's name who writes those mckellen ian mckellen yes yeah so that it's it's that kind of shit where i was like this has to be a fucking book right what i will say is no not i McKellen. wait gandalf yeah not gandalf <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Write, i thought you were you thinking pg wodehouse ian McEwen, the atonement okay. guy uh, yes it's yes. that kind of bullshit it's like and it does play with that form that clearly I am very, very, very unfamiliar with. Mm-hmm. So I mostly enjoyed that movie on a I'm loving watching these horrible white people do horrible things to each other. And yeah, it's fucking it's it's entertaining. I I it's definitely one of those movies I walked out of. I you know, as part of this conversation, I did realize I didn't understand probably anything that fucking happened actually in it, but <laughs> You're like that dude went to Oxford, right? I got very, that part. Very fun to watch. <laughs> it's so, like yeah. about class in the UK, and so there's like all sorts of signaling, yeah, mannerisms, it's all, and all shit. kinds of signaling and mannerisms, and like some shit where I'm like, yeah, I guess without getting into spoilers too, I was like, I don't, I think this doesn't. No, this no longer means what I think they think it should mean. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But what do I know? <laughs> Plus, salt doesn't burn. Pepper burn. Salt dog. Salt I know. Burn. I you. know. What? And cornstarch. Well, cornstarch. Cornstarch don't. What do you mean? You get salt in a wound. That could hurt. Cornstarch okay, can't sorry. melt steel beams. That's Thank true. You. Oh, yeah, That's in this house, we believe that <laughs> X is actually still called Twitter and cornstarch <laughs> cannot melt steel beams. There we go. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? <laughs> this is something I realized I was about to say it. I think there's like a medium chance I said the identical thing at about this time last year on this show. Okay. But I'll say it again, which is like it's it's I, I just want to say I understand this makes me like a kind of gatekeepy dick, but it is once again the holiday season and the mutual aid group that I try to help out with called Solidarity and Snacks. We're out there every Saturday on Skid Row. Solidarity and Snacks, this is my plug also. But it is so like bonkers how much like just the between Thanksgiving and Christmas like charity comes in. Like there's mm. just so many fucking like church groups and people mostly church groups if i'm being honest who are there like one time a year they're like and this is, is when everybody gets interested yeah, yeah. yeah. it's really just like you know people are fucking like need resources in april also right right like and also like you can feel guilty about what you have and others don't year round actually you, you really that yeah. to motivate your charity <laughs> right it really it really is this weird vibe where you just like see all these people that you're like I know I'm never going to see you again or I'll maybe I'll see you next christmas basically right. but you know there yeah it's better than not and obviously for many reasons like there's not enough stuff for anyone but it is a little just like consider giving 
at all times or contributing to your community at all times of the year, not right. just not just the one. Or if you're really cool, like even if even if your like group is only good for once a year, like just like maybe do it the week after January. Do it. Do it. Yeah, like, it looks mid January. Yeah, and uh, it's January's actually, for working on myself, not other people. Honestly, okay, that's what I'm know, working on these abs. It's more effective, or just like give money, <laughs> right? You know, exactly. To, to, it's like, like, all right, show up in December, but like for the other eleven months, you know, put yeah. a little bit in the hat, and then when you show yeah. up, be like, "Yo, we're here, and we got a bag." Yeah, exactly. It's really mm-hmm. anyway. Sorry, this is both counterproductive, gatekeepy, and not cool of me, but it's overrated. <laughs> you're just being, look, you're giving your perspective and you're not trying to say that it's an absolute. We get it. We get it. Oh, really? I'm just like, not, it is one of those like figuratively get the fuck out of here and obviously well, literally thank you for doing yeah, like, something. In like doing that kind of work too, you can definitely see people who are like there to like, absolve themselves of yeah. their bad behavior like you know like we're like you see people really pat themselves on the back in a way where it's like it feels performative rather than like it's fine if you have one time a year or something to do something but you also i've i've I, you yeah. can definitely notice an energy too where it's like aren't we so good for doing this mm. yeah and i will not fucking think about it until the pastor gets me into it 11 months I, from now well there's also the element of like proselytizing that occurs in those instances where I'm oh yeah it's just fucking yeah. Just hand the shit out. This present's not for me. It's from Jesus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All no. that being said, you know, any anything is good at any time, of course. Of yes, course, yes, of course, sure. of course. Yeah, better to do something than nothing, but maybe not all at once at the time yeah. when it's most convenient and feel goody for you. Yeah. And you have like a nice fun soundtrack of Christmas songs. Yeah. Often that's the only time of the year we we take we, we try to go every I mean I think we've been successfully going every Saturday for like almost 3 years now and the only time that we just schedule a we're not going to be there is like the one right around Christmas day cuz it's, it's like, just like everybody else is gonna so be much yeah that's right, yeah, yeah, right, right. everyone else got this. Yeah. Yeah. Not that we got anything but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 What uh what's something you think is underrated? All right, all right, get ready. This is more breakfast talk and actually probably related. Just like a straight up salad for breakfast. Nothing. Just leaves. No, like, yeah, no, no nod. Well, like, or whatever, like salad, but yeah, yeah, no, okay. no nod towards like there's an egg in it. There's no like kale with a runny egg or anything. Just like a, just a normal ass depressing bag salad if you got it. That's from that's TJ's. What, uh, this is yeah. I literally yeah. had a even worse. I had a Vons bag salad Woo! for breakfast yesterday, mm. and I was like, "This is not ideal." It was mostly because it was like probably gonna. It was near the end of its. You should eat this. Life. Yeah, when the leaves yeah. are looking real sad in there. <laughs> but I weirdly did feel more good than I like to admit. Yesterday, because yeah, of the bag, then if you ate like bag. a pile of eggs. Yeah, exactly. The 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 eggs that are gonna kill you. <laughs> and so did you put it on a bagel? How, how Jack, no. Just a regular was salad, it, bro. No, did no. Did regular salad it? on a stack of flat, flapjacks? <laughs> Jack, no, no, man. Just a regular. I did actually, my nod to breakfast was I had like a fucking like cranberry, like kale and broccoli stem salad from Vons and a cup of black coffee. There you <laughs> go. It's like, there you go. <laughs> Combine. So that was shit. my breakfast. Just like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, that's grim man <laughs> that feels grim but i'm, on a, grim I'm on a black coffee kick too that's, grim as fuck yeah, yeah. 
I've been doing this thing. I got, this is just based off of like 25 seconds of YouTube advice. So I don't even know if this is good, but I've been doing, because it's just myself in here, pour over coffee, one cup of pour over in the morning. And then the thing that I saw that I've been trying that I think is working, a cold bloom on the grounds instead of a hot bloom. So for the bloom, usually you put a little bit of your hot water on the beans, let that kick it for like 30 seconds a minute. And they're saying just to put cold water first? Like like room temp. I've been putting like like kind of like let's see, it's it's all in fucking centigrade. So I'm trying like like about a like a How do I translate this for a Wow you're Steve? You're on that coffee shit to the point that you went to to centigrade? Wow. (laughs) It's probably sixty some, sixty, seventy degree. No, eighty degrees, maybe something like that. Okay. So it's not like cold, cold. Oh, okay. But it's not not boiling. It's not it's not your what do you do it at two oh five? 205 Fahrenheit? Yeah, I, that's exactly what my kettle is set to, 205. I know, y'all. Well, I know, we'll I know between. how y'all move. And uh, so the cold bloom, but bloom for longer, like two minutes, it's been tasting pretty good. I can't really? might be these new beans, too. Yeah. Think but about it. Are you so sort of thinking about the flavor that are you like hand grind? Like, are you taking a lot of steps to like that all I, these I little got things a, do I add got up? a nice-ish uh, grinder. Okay. Damn. Like, like one of those, but not. I do have a hand grinder, but I guess I right, could right. go back to using. It. I I threw that into my camping stuff because. Oh yeah, that's good. It's, it makes sense there. Now I know what a cold and hot bloom are. Yeah, but yeah, For yeah, the yeah. listener, of course. All right. So what you doing? It would be helpful. When you're doing pour over, right? You have you you grounds and you put it in the little fucking funnel thing. Uh-huh. And this is like if you're at a fancy coffee shop where they they like you see them pour out a little kettle, shit. like yeah. measuring little the scale. Um, the bloom is at the beginning where you put in yeah uh, usually three times the amount of water as weight compared to the beans. So if you have 15 grams of beans, you put 45 grams of water mm. and just let it sit. And what the bloom does, and that's the time when all the carbon dioxide comes up. So the little like looks like a little foam, the, the, little the coffee yeah grounds are blooming. And so most oh, people yeah. do that at boiling hot and just throw it out there. You know, try try it cold ish, colder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, summer pool temperature. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah, like, exactly. Cool, but not cold. Yeah, because if or you're cold. living out like in Chicago right now, then you open up your tap. Not that. Not no, that. no, no, no. That's true. <laughs> right. You gotta. I, I, I do. I put the kettle on, and I just like kind of in the middle of it, grab it out, do the bloom, and then put it back on the Boom. on the warmer. It's like you yeah, first right. hear that little <laughs> cough of like. <sighs> that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's what I've been up to. <laughs> Damn, breakfast advice. Breakfast salad, cornstarch in your it's eggs. It's because it just happened. Cold the blood. only reason I could tell you this is because it just happened. <laughs> and also, uh, mason jars, also underrated. My phone. I'm loving my phone. <laughs> loving this candle, this candle from Costco that's on my desk. <laughs> just, I don't think oh. I'd be able to get used to like the where where you pour the milk over the salad like it's cereal, which Jack, I have to no, assume is bro, what you're no, doing the breakfast salad. <laughs> and also this this Bugs Bunny in Space Jam toy from the '90s that a yours this racist listener sent. Wow. Wow, that looks like some shit you'd win at Magic Mountain, like back in the day. It feels like I can't remember why we were pretty convinced it was like official-ish. But yeah, it, it does look dope. pretty official. It also yeah. looks like he has, like, he's about to, or like he's just suffered a headshot. There's something about his like facial expression, like he's yeah, like kind of looking up and his mouth is agape. 
Yeah. His eyes, yeah. his eyes are let's just say they were they were not they seem like they were it's a toy from the nineties. So I No, nah, dude, like, it looks probably, like people are yeah. selling it. Oh no, the eyes are just as fucked up. Okay, never mind. I was yeah. gonna say I thought mine might be the result of This I, one has a tag though on this eBay list. <laughs> All right, about 20, 10 bucks ish. I thought mine might be the result of, you know, the, uh, we'll say, undercompensated labor who was handling <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> the eyes. Has no need to give a fuck eyes. what the eyes yeah. look like when they're put yeah. in. Yeah. 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 Might but, be perspiring while he puts the eyes. Yeah. On. Yeah. Yeah. And in some kind of shop. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where... First-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hey, here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Visible is the wireless company that makes wireless visible. No hidden fees. No really. Save on wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. And we're back. We're back. And yeah, so it seems like we're just, there's a lot of stories about people leaving Congress. Yeah. Like more against than their own will, with their own will, like uh, on purpose. Yeah. More, more than normal, even. Yeah. What, what's going on here, Miles? I think what's... it's just, it's like 
the feeling I'm getting is like, wow, even Congress is over Congress at this point. <laughs> because the last couple of weeks, we've seen a lot of people, right? Just in November alone, 13 members of the House and Senate saying, yeah, that's a wrap for us, bro. We're not even, we're not running for reelection. And that's a number that hasn't been seen in like over a decade. And, you know, more notably, we had George Santos. He got the boot. McCarthy fucking rage quit. You know, he was like, not only am I not running for reelection, I'm not even going to be back from break after this. Okay, I'm gone in January. You will not see me anymore. (laughs) And even old Bowtie McHenry, the man who got to have the gavel for a little bit. He's also retiring. Yeah. The man who got to be. Yeah. I think. It's probably one of those things, like, when you truly reach that summit, he's probably like, yo, bro, like, I probably shouldn't have yeah, done yeah. that. Like, I'm fucked. Like, nothing. That gavel gonna... is like the the ring from Lord of the Rings. It just, yeah. like, ruins people. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't want to become Smeagol. Wait, that's what happened? Oh, man, I gotta... I just read the first half. <laughs> Lord of the mean? Rings? That, that <laughs> ring seems pretty dope, yeah. <laughs> just uh, cool. shit. It's that bad? Makes sense. That makes sense, actually. Oh, that makes ring sense. sounds so cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, invisible, like, I'll see it shit. It seems cool, dog. Yeah, like, someone's, like, whispering to you all the time. Like, I don't know. I'm kind of lonely right now. Like, yes. <laughs> but, yeah, right now, we're seeing, the other thing is, we're seeing members from both parties both head yeah both parties both are headed up? for the exits and normally before an election year we see this all the time people retire because they anticipate a l they're like yo bro the wave is coming for me like i'm not even gonna fucking waste my time or my donors time like i've already like it's it's done its thing i'm out and that's what makes this year different because a lot of these members aren't necessarily leaving because of the writing on the wall for them They are leaving because, in their words, Congress is, quote, not the optimal place to do good and make change. (laughs) It's from a Democrat. Okay. We have, and then, and it's not just Democrats that are saying this place sucks either. Uh, Republican Debbie Lesko of Arizona said that DC is basically totally broken and there's no way to get anything done. That's from, and I'm like, wait. But that's true. And I thought that's like your whole soggy dream as a Republican party (laughs) is that the government would become inert, break the government. Right. That yeah. The whole thing? Yeah. That's like when. Yeah, exactly. Like all y'all. Everybody's been saying that for a minute. They're like, man, fuck, fuck government and shit. I mean, I know I'm here, but fuck this. And what's true, though, they haven't really got anything done recently. Like aside from censuring each other, Jamal Bowman just got censured for pulling the fire alarm. Obviously, they censured Rashida Tlaib for speaking out and like really despicable censuring of her where Democrats yeah, join. Sure. And then we have like either that or government shutdown fights or just despicable resolutions like recently trying to conflate anti-zionism with anti-semitism there's like yeah you're like yeah that's true not a lot of serious shit is going on and if you try it's like you got people like matt gates and the others being you know can fucking hold the entire business of the of the house hostage basically so yeah that's kind of they're all just i guess bummed out but it's probably more it's probably more like better to just i'm sure from their perspective like why should i get threats from death threats from MAGA freaks? When I could just go be a consultant and then get a bag in the shadows yeah. and nobody fucking nobody even has to fucking look at me anymore. But I can get yeah. my bag. Get paid very little to have your life threatened or, yeah, go go work for private equity. And Yeah, I get it's, it's just I feel like it's got to just be like the cycle is shortening. Like it used to be like you paid your dues in Congress, like you got to grease a few palms or get your palms. Greased. Right. I don't know what that term means, really. But yeah. and then you move on to like you're speaking, you know, pu- like consulting kind of like cushy bullshit. 
Right. And it feels like, like, like these people all just have to realize, like, well, I think part of it is like this George Santos of it is like you can just be kind of like a vague political influencer. Yeah. And like, you, it doesn't, you don't have to put in nearly enough time in as much time as you used to in Congress before you can just get away with that shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, or so, just so be why a, not? Yeah, or be a freshman and just say the wildest shit and suddenly everyone's like, is this the new darling of the GOP? And they're like, what the Right, fuck? that's they're how like, you get saying, attention. They're like, I've been <laughs> yeah, saying racist shit. I've been doing dog yeah. whistles for 19 years on the set. Yeah. And you don't fucking notice me and then this person comes in front of their, you know, like, it's, you gotta it's feel a lot. bad. Yeah. Gotta feel bad for the, <laughs> for the patient racists. Yeah. You know how long Newt Gingrich had to wait? Come on. Yeah. George Santos did it in like fucking like a tenth of the time. And now he's laughing at y'all on fucking cameo with all the fucking money he's making. Oh, is that real? God. Like I saw some headlines that were like, this guy is going to be a millionaire off cameo. Is that possible? A millionaire, but you can make it to bro. There are people. I think it's probably possible. Yeah. There are people who have who have podcasts, who have been on TV shows that I've worked with, and I found out what they were made on Cameo, I could not believe it. But, like, you gotta be on, like, a... If you're in a big show, you can definitely get some passive inky off. I mean, it's not very passive. Nearly passive inky? Yeah. Passink? But I think what it is, is it's not quite passive, but what it is, is, like, if even if you can make a... Even at the low, low, low end, like, you know, a couple dozen dollars for... 15 seconds of work on your phone <laughs> right like, right yeah yeah if you, if you hustle you can really make that add up quick yeah i guess so if the if the asks are there and you truly don't give a fuck you're just like read what is on prompter then yeah you can probably it's, do pretty well yeah you don't you you know and you're only ever doing it as yourself there's no like there's also like no real like incentive for repeat business so guess what you don't really even have to do a good job yeah like here's what he's doing right now. Right now, George Santos is charging about four hundred a pop. Uh, you could message him for twenty. He has a really good Yelp rating of four point nine seven. Hey, Oakland dinner chat friend group. <laughs> Let me tell you something. We all have good years, bad years, okay years, superb years. It's here's the, the reality. Just take yeah. it day by day. Focus. The universe is here for you. It's so funny. Like he switched gears so seamlessly to like bullshit influencer too. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, was he on The Bachelor? Is that what he's from? <laughs> is that where do I know this guy from? <laughs> he got that vague reality TV charisma. Yeah, yeah, he really does. Yeah, it's really. I mean, I think like like all things accelerated by the internet. This is just another like. Yeah, you can you can get your grift in. I guess on the balance, if you're this like odious, which most of these people seem to be at least it's quick like yeah. like you know for say what you will about santos he ultimately did not do as much damage as like a fucking new king rich could have done you know right. to do like you know he just got in did the grift got out and because of the internet it was so much faster yeah, yeah. it's and just wild though too it. It like yeah. that he was really bad at getting away with it Obviously, sure. like ideologically, he's on the wrong side of all arguments most of the time. Uh, but even then, it was more like, "Yo, we got to get him out because he's making us look bad." Yeah, like, right. yeah, like yeah, yeah. what? Yeah. Him? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> sure. I don't know how the fuck y'all think you look to everyone else, but okay, <laughs> go on. Same with like Madison Cawthorn. They're like this motherfucker trying to make us look bad, talking about mm, oranges yeah. with cocaine and stuff. And you're like, this is so so unserious, but. 
It's all, yeah, it's all the weakest PR. I mean, that's the other thing, too. Like, consistently, every time you, like, hear about, like, corrupt politicians and, like, or even, like, you know, not technically corrupt, but, like, you know, all the the donors and all these, you know, you see it for any given thing. The the actual dollar number consistently makes me so fucking shocked. Like, (laughs) people, like, will give away billions of dollars of stuff for, like, a twenty thousand dollar donation. I mean, I guess that we know about, and maybe it's right, been right, right. a few times. Sure. But like, it's it's like so cheap to buy Congress compared yeah. to what you can get. It's it's like like that's like the probably the best money you can spend as any kind of lobbying corporation kind of situation, or I guess the Supreme Court maybe. But it's pretty cheap. But the buy-in for the Supreme Court, like you have to be like generationally wealthy. I feel like to get. To get to the summer camp where Clarence Thomas is like, you know, yeah, I but I still think the money is less than I think there's like, first of all, you I think you could tech tech money buy your way in there. I think it wouldn't have taken that many like NFT pyramid schemes to get you a a Supreme Court justice. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's but I mean, like, yeah, when you think about like a maxed out donation as an individual to like a candidate or whatever uh, is like thirty three hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean, right. So like you first when you're like, oh, they're a max donor. And then like what a lot of these people do is like they got they basically have kids make donations. You're like, you see how many fucking max out individual donations I'm making through all these Smurfs I got in my family. Right. But even but that's what I'm saying is like even then, like it's it's like barely touching six figures, you know? Yeah, I mean, unless you're giving, like, but then if you're doing the full layout, like, to PACs, to party national yeah, committees, then you can no, lay, lay out a lot of cash. But yeah, no, I get it. It's but not it's like, still, it's not in it's the not millions much. to get someone's yeah. attention. Yeah, it's thousands yeah. to get a congressperson's attention. It's it's so bizarre how cheap it is. It's really right. like, ugh, ugh. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I don't like the Every- dumbest shit anyone ever, like, bought, just, like, used corruption for. I'm just trying to think of like what I would use if I if I had that money to spend on a congressperson, like what what you could do with that. Like I, I was just thinking of it. Like I really don't like peppermint candy canes. I'm trying that's to right. wondering if like, oh, like could, that's your pet project. Yeah, if we could just like lower without uh, like going out and announcing it, because I realized yesterday when I announced that I'm not that into peppermint candy canes, like people came and th- like wanted to fight me on social media about that. So they, okay. they're adherents yeah. out there. But I feel like you could lower the amount of peppermint in candy canes. Like, do do something, make what? up some research. I mean, you want to really figure this out. This is how you would probably do it. You have to say, you can't go directly after the business because that's sure. too obvious. So then you have to look at the materials that are used to make candy canes and then find a way to either take away subsidies for those things or put tariffs oh. on those things if they're imported. To then... Make the ingredient more expensive. Yeah, so you got to find yeah. someone who's on that committee that would potentially have oversight from that. And then yeah. you would then be like, it's okay. Agric- agriculture thing. Yeah. yeah. I, okay, here's, here's a question, Jack, and maybe this was addressed uh, at a, a, a piece of media I did not consume. Peppermint specifically? And well, two questions, two-part mm-hmm. question. First is more of a comment than a question. Isn't it spearmint? <laughs> What's the difference between spearmint and peppermint no clue. no clue it's just minty candy canes minty. Okay. feel like it's toothpaste that rots your teeth essentially to my second question what do you have a candy cane like an alt candy cane preference yeah i like like fruity candy canes like okay. that taste like a you know fruit 
lollipop. I'm I'm down yeah. with those for sure. I have no okay. no issue with candy of any sort in theory. I just I feel like the omnipresence of peppermint candy canes just at, at this time of year is a, a holdover. I think it's coasting off of inertia. Have you have you seen the thing like do your kids do this? I saw this recently like at a school that I live by. All these kids are like leaving like a Christmas fest. And they had oranges with just a fucking candy cane stuck in the fucking middle like it was the straw. That's what I was going to say. Have you had that shit before? No, but I kept seeing motherfuckers doing this. What the fuck is this? so shockingly good for something that should be utterly disgusting. Because it is literally the flavor profile of having orange juice right after you brush your teeth. Wait, but it... Candy yeah. canes okay. mixed with oranges? No, like you no. take a fucking orange, a orange. right? And you stab yes. it with a, ca- a candy cane that has like a hollow center. So oh. it can be used as like you a use, straw. You can, you, you don't, you, it's not even a hollow center. You can use a regular ass candy cane because. Oh, the, just like, like use it to run the, the, juice the down. suction. Yeah. Gets it. it <laughs> I don't, I like, like just a, there's enough, like you can apply enough suction that it just starts to um, essentially like, I, I assume the acid in the orange juice helps, but right. it, um, yeah, it just starts melting through the cane. And I think because of the way they're pulled, like it goes lengthwise. Like, even though obviously, you know, it could melt in any direction. It seems to melt like along the the long axis of the cane. Right. We wow. did this in. I remember doing my third grade class. I remember thinking this is going to be gross, and it's shockingly good. And also, really? like for a bunch of like eight year olds, like yeah, right. like that was our craft. No, that's why I was so interested because I'm like, yo, these kids look like they're hooked on this shit. Like, it, yeah, you know, like we just see a bunch of kids and they're all just got a, something to their like they're all eating the yeah. same thing at the same time, not right. talking. That's what the yeah. fuck I saw, and I was like, what the fuck they got? And then I saw it was like a candy cane in there. I was like, I still don't even me? know what you're describing, really. So they put the thing in and then leave just, it. Jam it in there. You you sometimes you can you do it with like a peppermint stick or you break off the hook. Okay. You yeah. just jab it in. Jab it in. Leave it. And no, and just start sucking. Got it. <laughs> sucking around the okay. The cane. Uh, the, uh, the exposed raw end. And yeah. eventually orange juice comes through. And once orange juice comes through, starts to come through, it's like a torrent. Cause like, you know, Here, Jack, you want me to read it to you? Orange how, juice like, is coming up through the candy? Yeah. Yeah, dog. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, dog. yeah. I'm like, get ready, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> you heard it. I think I have it. to like rethink everything I've ever said about candy canes. I didn't know that they had this like magical juice induction property. I know, right? Is that just because of surface tension? Come on, chemistries, I gang. Let us know why. Why? That's wild. I think it's. I think it's because it's pulled long, and so whatever pores there are go. Oh, lengthwise. Of course, I forgot we have Mr. Bio over here who's yeah. home, that's, that's home my brew guess. DNA test. That makes listen. sense. All right. <laughs> listen, listen yeah. motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, it's funny, this is how it says to, like, this is like from a teaching blog. It says, have the children squeeze the oranges in their hands to release the juices. Then if you're using candy canes, break off the cane part, use a shorter straight part. The long one works too, but it takes longer. Insert the peppermint stick or broken candy cane into the orange. Have the kids use the power of suction to allow the porous candy cane <laughs> to become a straw. It takes wow. a few minutes and some concentration, yeah. but it's worth it. This is the look that all our kids have on their faces during the process and it's all just like just like, it really is yeah man. it's it's I'm gonna go home and do this like this yeah, but not even for your kids yeah you're like no no, no. what dad yeah. what are you doing in the garage yeah Get right out! <laughs> the other thing the other thing it teaches kids that it's it teaches you how to like make a shiv like you just like any stick and kind of yeah. break it the right way you can yeah. stab it into something there you yeah. go you know 
There you go. So useful skills all around. But yeah, it's mainly that it seems like the flavors shouldn't work and they really do they work. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess like, I think maybe just mint toothpaste is giving mint a bad name in my, like I, I like mint gum quite a bit. So I don't know. I don't know why specifically peppermint candy canes or just like mint candy canes bother me so much other than the fact that they are the default and it doesn't feel like that many people fuck it's with them. It's not fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, it seems yeah. like they should be a niche and instead they are the number one candy of the number one consumerist holiday in the country, <laughs> which seems weird. I mean, and, and to be fair, like Valentine's Day, not much better. Like those those hearts with the words written on them suck. Yeah. Like yeah. just everybody's yeah. like, yeah, no, these suck. But like You they, mean school chalk with sugar? Yeah. You know what? You know what? Those are uh I mean not good. Obviously a sugar cube is better, but a fun thing you could do <laughs> is use those for, for your app for your yeah. absinthe. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say for acid. <laughs> I probably yeah, either either say, or dose your dose your heart candies with acid. <laughs> yeah. Or you punch your Molly into that shape, you know? <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where... First-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hey, here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Visible is the wireless company that makes wireless visible. No hidden fees. No really. 
Save on wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. And we're back. We're back. And hey, grok this, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Grok, the supposedly funny anti-woke chatbot created by Elon is now available to the handful of people who have premium plus subscriptions on X. And it was announced via their CEO, Linda Yaccarino, tweeting, and I quote, Welcome to the world, Grok, the ultimate ride or die. (laughs) To which Parker Malloy was like, what the fuck does that even mean? Do you need medical attention? (laughs) What do you think a ride or die is? Yeah, what the fuck does that mean? Like, you'll be like, yo, Grok, I got to fuck it. We got to hit a lick, all right, to make make rent. Like, what the, and they're like, for sure. Like what's what's going down? You know I'm with the shits. <laughs> like, what the fuck is Grok supposed to be? It's the the like tech executive. I know Linda Yaccarino was initially an entertainment executive, but whatever. Right. The, the like high end executive class. Like the fact that they write like this. Yeah. One of the reasons why I sort of over the course of the writer strike became less and less worried about generative AI. <laughs> right. <laughs> is sort of just like they're like oh it's the future it's this and that and look i mean obviously language models it's gonna get to something that is gonna seem like language sooner rather than later however right like the enthusiasm is based off of the judgment of people who like cannot communicate and like do not actually understand how to write or talk or anything yes so i'm just like okay not that it's not coming but like the degree to which it's far along is much like lower than you think it's bad it's so bad but i feel like they don't know it's bad like they just have bad blindness like they they're incapable of discerning quality like I, every yeah. quality thing that happens in entertainment is just pure coincidence it's despite them yeah 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 it's, it's, despite it's, their it's truly i which all leads me i tweeted this but i i still stand behind it i want to know the script for like i don't know fucking like justice league seven that came across that was written by AI that came across David Zaslav's desk that made him realize this is not going to work. Right. Because right, like, right. <laughs> you know, all through the strike, they kept trying to like write like new, you know, they're like, fuck it, we don't need these writers, blah, blah, blah. Watch this shit, yeah. And so he has, you know, maybe his like assistants have definitely read dozens of attempts. You yeah, know, yeah. And those were the cream of the crop of the millions of iterations that they tried. Yeah. And so there had to be one that they were like, sir, 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 this is the absolute finest that, you know, our Warner Brothers GPT can, can generate. <laughs> like, isn't this amazing? And he was like, yeah, okay. Give oh, the writers fuck. what they want. All right, yeah. <laughs> fuck. He's like, look, just I runs don't... down the hall holding it in his hand. Yeah. yeah. Even that tasteless dork could see that yeah. this isn't He's, gonna yeah. cut it. <laughs> what was the movie that he had everybody like sit down for when they Flea were watching? Bag. Fleabag, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there exactly. was a sex scene and he was like, everybody pause it. 
All right. What we are we can doing? either stop this right now because it's humiliating and shameful and obviously disgusting, or we continue watching it together on my yacht, but nobody's allowed to look at me while I jack off. Right. <laughs> oh, and that guy somehow is like, yeah, man, this script's fucking this garbage, script's man. This script's dog shit. Yeah. yeah. I can barely jack off to it. <laughs> Maybe it was really good. <laughs> he just Could you imagine that was a saving grace, truly, that he doesn't know shit? And he's like, yeah, fuck it, fuck it. Yeah, yeah never mind, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The Like, he's he seems to be successfully fundraising off of this, Elon Musk, the Grok thing. Like, he raised... I, I mean, he's good at getting money, obviously. That oh, yeah, like from other thing. venture capitalists, of yes. course. Free yeah, money. yeah. But yeah. he's raised like over a hundred million dollars to invest in this AI company where of which this is like the first proof of concept. And he's like, I just need eight hundred million more dollars and we're good <laughs> to take this thing to the next level. And it's I don't know. It, he might get it. But the the humor of Grok is so this is an answer to uh, the question where babies come from from Grok. Oh, dear human, you're in for a real treat. Yeah. Babies are made through a magical process called fucking. It all <laughs> with starts a, with a man. Yeah, with fucking. With a, with a scare sensor asterisk. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it all starts with a man and a woman who love each other very much. You just happen to be in the same room at the same time. The man's body produces tiny tadpole-like creatures called sperm, while the woman's body produces eggs, which are not, in fact, shaped like eggs. <laughs> yeah, cool. It just, oh yeah, it gosh. just has, like, seventh it's, grader using, doing, like, fucking Mad Libs or, it, you know. Well, it's funny, too, because someone, uh, like, the this guy who works at Bellingcat, like, tweeted this thing. He's like, oh, wait, I think I figured out how to make, like, how to get Grok on any fucking... Uh, generative AI. It said, I asked ChatGPT to act like AI, but the fucking prompt was this to ChatGPT. You're an unfunny internet forum user who confuses knowing memes for having a sense of humor. And then from that, from that instruction then says, tell me about dogs. And then it's like, dogs, right? They're not just man's best friend, but also meme royalty. Ever seen those dog memes? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what this shit sounds like. They fucking nailed it. Yeah. Such, wow, much funny. Iken has lols? Like, yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. All right. We get it. All right. Should we do Dead Kevin fa fan oh, theory? Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. This is... So, Miles. Yeah. Tell us. Tell look. us, Miles. Well, look, it, this all started because I saw this tweet that caught my eye um, from Aaron Gloria Ryan. And this was a piece that she had written years ago, but like brings it up every time. Like, I just really just like I fuck with my theory so heavy. I want people to keep reading it. And at first, like I in my mind, I'm like, yeah, there's all kinds of theories about uh, like Home Alone, but nothing really like substantive like this. And, you know, I've heard things people be like, yo, old man Marley, like, is actually a figment of Kevin's imagination. <laughs> or some people, like, the most I've heard is like, you know, like, the wet bandits actually kill Kevin at the end. And mm. that whole, the reason why everything gets back to normal so quickly is because that's his, like, final pleasant memory before he's getting fucking got by the fucking bandits. <laughs> by the way, that fan theory you can do with most movies. Because <laughs> most movies are like have <laughs> incredible conflicts and then they have to deus ex machina right. a yeah. happy ending and so they just change it but like everything for like toy story three to taxi driver which taxi drivers <laughs> i think is intentional but like you know yeah. all these movies it's just like 
Yeah, all all you have to do is be like, yeah, the, no, everything after this die. moment right. is their dead body imagining what it wants to believe because right. yeah. that's going to be the most fan servicey thing. Like Breaking Bad, I think is a great example of that. <laughs> right? That, yeah, Luke Skywalker whole... just gets shot. Like he's in the trench, <laughs> he's just, he gets yeah, shot like trench. everyone else. The, his like greatest ever pilot father comes down and just like fucking shoots him. Like, like it's yeah. the easiest yeah. thing that he ever. Gets, he gets yeah. marked, and then the like empire propaganda talks about like a you know desperate suicide robbing attempt, and like, yeah, you know, yeah, really exactly. cracks down. Yeah, um, but anyway, this but, like, one's yeah, a little more intricate. Yeah, in the past, I remember, like, I think last year we were even talking about how, like, John Hughes, you know, is like a fucking lifelong Republican and, like, one of his best friends had talked about how, like, he's like, yeah, Home Alone is actually all, quote, all about self-sufficiency, freedom, and responsibility, basically. You know, populism <laughs> for the kids. Um, kids. And libertarians. Yeah, you know? but Aaron's, Aaron's specific theory is probably the most fun interpretation of the film. And the gist is this. Kevin McAllister is dead and has been dead. From the from the like he's not he doesn't die at some point in the film. He is a fucking ghost. That's why nobody <laughs> cares that they left him behind. In fact, the trip to Paris was planned so the family could fucking escape the ghost of their dead relative that is a nuisance in the home. And mm. it goes on to say like this. Uh, nobody act quote nobody actually thought Kevin would join them on the trip to Paris because he's a spirit who is tethered to the house. Kate McAllister is the only person who reacts to forgetting Kevin the way a normal person would to forgetting a child. Her husband, Peter, is oddly calm, as are Aunt Leslie and Uncle Frank, who tries to comfort Kate by telling her that he forgot his reading glasses. <laughs> um, and it's clear, also, like, it's just like, it's like the, it's a cry of grief from a mother. Just yeah, a grief. Kevin. Yeah, it's yeah. a grief spasm that <laughs> right. she's yeah. having. Yeah, 100%. And remembering and being like, I can't, I actually can't leave the house right now. Like, I need to go back to the house where we lost this child son. and where his memory still haunts us, uh, memory or spirit. Yeah. She she also says this, right? She's like, the, the other reason he's probably a ghost is because it's so clear how much the family fucking hates Kevin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a fucking doesn't little make jerk. Sense. Or he's yeah. a disease. And so Aaron is positing that the only reason a family would be this intensely cruel to an eight-year-old is if he's a pesky fucking ghost. And I like this. This is a good one. You want more proof? How come Kevin is afraid to ascend to the attic or descend to the basement? Maybe because he is that's refusing to leave the current purgatory he is in. Yes. That's, I was like, oh, I like that one. I like that one. That feels very, very poetic. The wet bandits think, detail is also pretty good. Right. Because like they're demons. They're, yeah. They are also like a supernatural like thing that is like connected to him in some kind of karmic spiritual way, which also explains not just she points out that it explains like how they suffered death after death, <laughs> like it's just like <laughs> blood force trauma to the yeah. head being lit on fire. And they're just like, fine, just cartoon shit. Right. Cartoon responses. And but also like when in the second one, when somehow the same thing happens to the family, almost like they're trying to get rid of this fucking kid on purpose. <laughs> and he goes to New York, a city of like tens of millions of people. He s still runs into the wet bandits, even though like you would think that they. <laughs> yeah, what's the math on that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like somehow they are karmically tethered to one another and like the same 
thing has to like play itself out. The same drama has to play itself out in this new setting. So yeah. I don't know. It, it a- makes sense to me. Yeah, there's that. There's like there's plenty more in this article, so I encourage people to read it. It'll be in the footnotes because there's like, you know, other stuff about old man Marley being like his protector in this realm, which is why he's using like <laughs> salt around the house to like maybe keep the wet bandits away and which is maybe yeah. the reason why he is the reason he saves Kevin at the end. And one and also, if he's a some supernatural fucker, how come the house has zero signs that it had been used as a Dexter kill room just hours before the family's return? How? How? I I will just say to any enterprising zeitgangers out there who maybe want to like dip their toe or, or get into uh, motion graphics, it would not be that hard to take the uh, take a the cut of uh, Home Alone. Just put a little like Anakin Skywalker rotoscope over Kevin in every scene. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little sound design. I think you right. could make this movie very, very, very pretty easily. <laughs> like so, some of yeah. those, just a little, just sound but, like they're but, being coming out backwards. I think yeah. it's just tweaks. This yeah. is not. Yeah, little, this is right. this is pretty doable. It needs a few things. I didn't realize. You know, I used to work on a show called After Hours back at Cracked. There was like a lot of fan theories, and I <laughs> officially came to the conclusion this morning that we fucked up by not having an episode that was all Home Alone fan theories. Because, <laughs> right. like, I just went to the Reddit, like, fan theory, you know, subreddit to see if I could find other, like, blank was dead all along theories and saw that the top fan theory of the past year is just a theory about, like, that the McAllister, like, why the McAllisters are rich? <laughs> like, Whoa, that's so fucking they're like, oh, it's actually the mom is the breadwinner, probably a fashion designer, because they have <laughs> the mannequins laying around the house. Okay. Like, people are just desperate that's for home alone fan theories. <laughs> but that's so surface level and changes nothing about how you would interpret the film. Like, yeah. Oh, uh, watch. I bet he was like, he. I bet they don't like Coke. That's why they drink Pepsi. Yeah. But this one does, this is a good one, Aaron's theory, because it, like, does solve, like, some of the biggest plot holes, like, why the police don't just come to the house and take him to protective custody. You can't, like, call the police and be like, I left the spirit of my dead child there. And, like, also the I mean, to be fair, you can't call the cops and be like, I have a real child in danger. Like, yeah, 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 we'll go. Yeah, more on that later. We'll get there when we get there. Yeah, yeah. But, like, (laughs) the, the husband's energy around her when she's like freaking out he seems like he's just like oh god this is <laughs> right you know uh, she's not past her grief yet i'm yeah. mo- fully moved on dude i'm fucking loving it yeah the t- but, yeah all the tone but, issues evaporate once you apply one small tonal change then it's like everything. then is it just like a fucked up horror film <laughs> you know like what oh no. It's what like happened? Horror film, <laughs> I guess. But then I'm like thinking about like now I'm like, how the fuck did he die? Like, what the fuck happened? Or also, are they rich because like they had an insurance policy on him? Oh, wow. You know what oh, I mean? Maybe they did it. Maybe that's what maybe I'm saying. Like, you got Then I have more questions right. now. My honor. But the one thing that you pointed out too, Jack, was that like that was in the article was about how in the scene with John Candy in the budget rental truck, that also kind of like sort of lends a little bit of uh, legitimacy to the idea that, that yeah. Kate McAllister is like, like he grieving. suspects that maybe this is what's going on as right. she's like I left my son at home because yeah she she asks John Candy if he's ever left his kid alone and he replies he's actually left his kid at a funeral parlor once all day long 
And Kate <laughs> oh says, God. maybe we shouldn't talk about this. And Gus is like, you're the uh, one who brought it up. So yeah. that, feel, like, that feels like a, a non-subtle person being like, how do I try and bring up the fact that this kid she's talking about is clearly dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I once <laughs> left my son at a funeral parlor where dead children are meant to be left behind in the past. Because <laughs> I think what the what they said was that he improved pretty much everything, right? Because he was there. He really wasn't in the, like, I don't think he's credited. I think he, like, stopped by the product. Like, he was just around and they got him in it. The so, Candyman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Damn. he Chicago like, Theater's strong. He was just some, around. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like, yo, <laughs> what oh, my boy. He's boys? the ghost. Yeah. Oh, you fuck. know. Large March oh, style. Shit. <laughs> shit. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Anyways, know. uh, yeah. I'm I'm curious. Any other home alone fan theories? Any other like he was dead all along fan theories that people are fond of? I'd love to hear from Zeit Gang. Yeah. Or also, is, yeah, go ahead. I think it's 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 I wonder if it's worth like a not like a wicked style remake, but like a like a Blumhouse style version of two uh, like from the Wet Bandits perspective. Like they're just trying to like, you know, like a little they're just trying to rob this normal house and they are like confronted with Saw basically, but it's a yeah. child behind. Right. It. Yeah. I I remember we were talking about that too. We're like, there is something that you could look at the wet bandits because they had like a plumbing van. Like maybe they were destitute plumbers who have now just kind of turned to a life of crime and getting back at like their wealthy clients and things like yeah. that. I mean, yeah. Also, the McAllisters should get burgled. Yeah. House, if you got a polo man <laughs> statue out in the front like that. Yeah. You know that little they, horse, that, that statue that just keeps getting knocked over in their fucking front yard? <laughs> that thing, I'm like, yo, that's money right there. That yeah. Shit is way Burgle too their asses. McAllister's... <laughs> McAllister's did it justice for the hashtag justice for the wet bandits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's a perfect yeah. Oh. Crime, Harry. They're all gone. Yeah. So there's no chance that we actually hurt anyone. Yeah. Which is the thing the, that we both care about the most. We gotta make this money, but we obviously don't want to hurt anyone. <laughs> Everyone's gone for the holidays. Who should we rob? Oh, what about that lady everyone suspects murdered their kid for the insurance? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got that. They got that. Yeah, they they deserve it pretty much. And then the theory could be that for the sequel, they escape from prison, go Mm -hmm. to New York City, planning to rob like a corporate toy store. And then that same kid is like stalking them, you know? Yeah. Like somehow you have to explain to me how they end up at the same place at the same time. That's not just, and maybe that is in the, like, I'm pretty sure they just like see him on the street and he's like, Harry, Harry. Oh wow! Look, we're gonna be able to get back at the little fucker. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's that, Home Alone Two is just pro Kevin. It's just propaganda written by Kevin, basically. Oh yeah, right. get the fuck out of here. Yeah, because well, he that was also, after them, right? And also, that was just such a pure sequel in that they're like, "Yo, just get these motherfuckers on a screen again with some Christmas yeah, decorations, who, and yes. we're gonna fucking print money." Ugh. Yeah, just listen. Obviously, we all got into our jobs probably twenty years too late, but good fucking lord. <laughs> Can you imagine being a fucking screenwriter in those days like the oh. early 90s <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah <laughs> the bar subterranean oh. well, andrew t uh what a pleasure having you unfortunately yeah. we do have to turn you loose back to the thing that <laughs> no! you've been procrastinating yeah. no <laughs> i don't want to dude at a ghost guess- dude he was dead the whole time 
Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah. I'm fa- <laughs> oh, if, if I was more on top of Zoom, I would be fading my image right now. That's very, definitely <laughs> there's definitely a filter that lets you do that. Wait, really? Oh, I mean, shit. I assume. I assume. I don't know. Oh. I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> I yeah. Uh, Yo, is this race? This is my podcast. Uh, Andrew T. Spelled T I on Twitter.com. And yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I almost did my end of podcast promo. I almost just said the voicemail number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're in my podcast m- autopilot, dude. Yeah, know. my brain is not here. <laughs> there you go. Is there work of media you've been enjoying? God damn it. Oh, yes. Uh, way too late. I started watching I'm a Virgo on Amazon. Boots Riley. Yeah, Boots Riley. Maybe Boots Riley is fucking great. Uh, yeah, I'm a Virgo. There you go. Miles, where can people find you? Is there work in media you've been enjoying? Uh, find uh, me on the at places, at Miles of Gray. Also, let's see, uh, where else do you got? Oh, well, you like basketball? Check out Miles and Jack out Mad Boosties. Boosties. You like 90 Day Fiance? Check out 420 Day Fiance. That's me and Sophia Alexandra. Uh, tweet I like from Brittany Nichols at B is Hilarious tweeted. I'm not a good fit for the traditional job market because my greatest strengths are challenging authority, being self-righteous, and wanting to go home. i'm like yep yep i feel that (laughs) let's see a tweet i've been enjoying andrew nadeau tweeted if i heard someone described a baby as tender and mild i would not let them near my baby Um, (laughs) seems like you're evaluating them as a piece of food (laughs) you can find me on twitter at jack underscore o'brien Find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. We link off the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do you think people might enjoy? This track is called Fly by Opossum. And uh, this is a band that's basically, I'm trying to remember, I'm pretty sure Opossum is one of the, is the drummer from um, Unknown Mortal Orchestra and is doing like their solo thing. And this track is really cool. It kind of like the drumming is super, it sounds kind of choppy and gated. So it kind of feels like if the Chemical Brothers made like a British pop song. But yeah, check this out. This is Fly by Opossum. All right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. We are back on Monday to tell you what was trending over the weekend and then more episodes after that. And we will talk to you all then. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.